0: Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. I hope you've had a wonderful Memorial Day celebration with your family. God bless the fallen soldiers and sailors and airmen of the United States military that have... uh, uh give them their lives for our freedom to hang out with our families and catch some sun <laughs> with you with uh with your families in a safe and prosperous nation. God bless them. And uh yeah. So yeah, uh yeah, I spent Memorial Day with my family uh yesterday and uh my my sister and her husband have the place out in out in the country and my niece is being raised like a country girl. Uh she tends the chickens uh but her dad has to kill the snakes. Uh he killed a huge black snake. Uh, it was like the day before Memorial day, Sunday. And so my niece was like a little freaked out about snakes all day yesterday, but you know, um, she tends the chickens. We have this cute little country home, you know, they got a, uh, you know, a, a dog, two cats and, um, about two dozen domesticated dinosaurs as I like to call them. So, um, my niece goes in and she, uh, she says she thinks she's, she's the queen of the, of the chickens, because when she comes in, she says they bow to her, quote-unquote bow to her, when really she just reaches down to pet them, and they kind of duck, like, going, Oh, my God, she's going to touch, touch me. And so, uh, yeah, so she thinks she's queen of the chickens, and she collects eggs, so, you know, they got the, like, two dozen chickens. I didn't count. I didn't count. Who counts chickens? You know, you'd count the chickens before they hatch? No. No. But she collects the eggs, and so these two dozen chicken, chickens, two dozen chickens... Uh, they produce about 10 eggs a day. So let me ask you something, uh, how many eggs a day do you really need? So I'm starting to wonder about the usefulness of having chickens because, uh, yeah, how many, how many eggs do you really need? And so, you know, my, uh, my niece, you know, she's, uh, she tends the chickens, uh, she plays with the dog, she plays with the cats, you know, she she's running around like a fool all the time and, you know, and she's, uh what else what else hold on (laughs) so uh yeah you know she's like oh i'm it's hot out today it's hot out today i want to get uh sprayed with the hose and so you know we hook up the hose and we spray her down and she's got her bathing suit on and she's running in the sprinklers like it's king's dominion or something like that and so uh you know she's having fun running around getting wet and her her dad's like let's grab this makeshift tarp let's grab this makeshift tarp and bring it down here we'll make a it was an actual tarp, excuse me, and make a makeshift slip and slide. So, you know, we hosing down the slip and slide the the tarp and letting her uh, slide down the tarp. It didn't work very well. Uh, but so it eventually became this like uh, pool of water that she, you know, personal private pool where she's getting, you know, playing with her toys and stuff like that. And then she got out there, she dried off. You know, we went inside. She ate a whole bunch of watermelon. She ate more watermelon than I've ever seen any human being eat. She ate a whole bunch of watermelon. She got jacked up on fructose and like uh, fructose and, uh, you know, started running her mouth like crazy. Um, But you know what? You know what she wasn't doing at all yesterday? She wasn't. She didn't have her face in an iPad. She didn't have her face in a phone. In fact, I think her her uh, her device uh, lost power a week ago and she hasn't charged it since. And so this is this is what I'm talking about it's like I I know I'm biased I know I'm biased when it comes to my niece because I love her to bits but uh, I think she's uh got she she's got such an advantage over so many kids in her generation because she interacts with the world more than people, the boomers and the and generation Xers in her own family. Okay, we were the ones that are constantly have our, have our phones in our faces. We were the ones that needed to have a device to entertain us. She's out there talking to chickens, stealing their eggs, playing and interacting with in the world in a, in a, in a way that is reminiscent of my youth when we didn't have devices and the most and the most fun piece of electronics you had in your house was the microwave microwave probably the most fun i mean the atari was a close second close second unless you had like a commodore 64 it's a different thing and so you know you kind of had to go and interact with the world we went out and played we got on our bikes you know and go run out running out into the woods and having fun like a kid should and so i think that's going to make her a very well adjusted little girl and as she grows to be a young lady i'm sure she's going to be awesome Because uh, she's got the best genes around. And I'm telling you, I have the DNA. I have the DNA to make awesome little girls like that. So ladies, come get your seed. So I was wondering about what Halloween 2020 is going to be like. Um, Will people be walking around with masks over their masks? Will my neighbors still hand out Jell-O shots for the adults while the kids get candy? Or no, or will the liberal media still be trying to dictate uh, dictate people's behavior with the claims that trick-or-treating is bad and could cause another potential outbreak of COVID? And Lord have mercy, we got to save the chillens. We got to save the chillens by telling them to stay home on Halloween, no trick-or-treating for the kids. You think it's going to happen come October? I don't think so. I think Americans right now are rowdy and rebellious. I think they're they're sick. They're sick of the stay-at-home nonsense. They're sick of these people like Ralph Northam telling us, you know, how we got to live our lives. You know, we know how laws are made. We all all of us took government classes. We know that laws are made by the legislature, not the executive branch. Sorry, sorry, but we're not going to take it. The, but the media wants to sell you this contagion script plot points, like we're all going to die. It's not. It's not going to be like that it's not going to be like that. We got to keep moving. We got to keep going on, you know, and I think come, come Halloween, come Halloween, we're going to see a lot of Trump costumes. We're going to see a lot of Trump signs in our neighborhoods, and we're going to see people not social distancing. And you know what I saw yesterday during Memorial Day was a bunch of people, not social, social distancing. I saw uh, cars jammed in so many, so many driveways, people out grilling, out hanging with their families like you should. You know, and come July 4th, if the media is still trying to tell us that we got to stay inside our houses, that we got to wear masks in public, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm not going to put up with that. You know, they're going to, they might be saying that the, the ash from the fireworks and the ash from burnt marshmallows is bad and could cause a resurgence of COVID-19. <coughs> oh, excuse me. When in fact, what they want to do is they want to keep all the people who are at risk, the older generation, they want to keep them at home in November, they want to scare them so much, they want to scare them away from the polls so they can stuff ballot boxes. Like, didn't they do that in Pennsylvania Rece- just recently? They want to get mail order ballots so they can steal an election. And I don't like that the media is, like, is hyping up this, this deadly thing. Like, it's like a, some sort of horrible, horrible virus. Like, it's SARS. It's not. It's not. And I'm sorry, I, I got to... I got to drop some science on you. If you want to keep moving on in this world, if you want to continue living, you got to get this virus. That is the science. That's how viruses work. That's how immunities work. Trust your immune system. You're a lot tougher than you think. Humans are the most uh, resilient creatures. Yeah, we're soft and squishy and, you know, you, you poke us and water leaks out. Absolutely. We are fragile beings, but we are also very, very resilient. You know that humans humans can outrun every single uh, other creature just bu- just from endurance. That's why endurance running is so important because uh, mammals uh, like us who don't have a whole lot of hair there they have sweat sweat glands that have sweat glands. They can run for a longer period of time, and so that's how we evolved. We evolved by chasing down like <laughs> mastodons, and woolly mammoths by just running them down by outrunning them. And yeah, they can run faster than us but they can't run as long as us. Trust your immune system. That was a whole different rant. And so when it comes to the media trying to tell you to shelter in place from all this, you know, just, I have to say, you know, tell them to go, you know, take a flying leap at the moon because, you know, risk is inherent in life and it always has been. And don't let anyone tell you that, you know, all of a sudden this is a new thing that life is risky. Every time you get in your car, You're taking a risk. Every day you get out of bed, you take a risk. You know, you could be taking a shower and slip in the shower. Just because that is a a possibility, just because somebody's going to slip in the shower and get themselves killed, doesn't mean you should never shower. For God's sakes. Shower, dad. Take a shower. I'm kidding, of course. Of course he showers. (laughs) But it's science. You know, we got to get to this herd immunity thing. You know, the idea that we're going to be able to put masks over our faces for the rest of our lives so that you don't get this when all the science points that you have to get this. That's how these things work. And if you're if you're walking around in a bubble like bubble boy the whole time protecting yourself from immunities, you're also protecting yourself from diseases that you need immunities for. The longer you stay sheltered in place, the more uh the more sick you're gonna get once everything is quote unquote back to normal. But I'm here to tell you that this I'm this lockdown thing is over. We're sick of it. All right. I think everyone's pretty much sick of it. And I think it shows in the beaches and the bars and the restaurants and so forth. People are going out there, and then you got some jackass like Ralph Norton. Mm. We'll wait for the news worth doing to get to Ralph Northam. <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's, let's talk about something else for a second. Um, you know, I know everyone, uh, I know everyone here makes fun of me here at the FXBG public radio, uh, makes fun of me for being like a, a grammar Nazi where oh, I'm, I'm always saying things like, actually it's pronounced blah, 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 you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, or something like, oh, a vicarious vicarious would actually be a better use, a better descriptor in that sense. You know, and I understand it gets on people's nerves. I understand I'm annoying like that. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go off on a rant about how you know, language was created so that we can share our, our, our experiences and how writing and literature has what is basically what keeps us from being cavemen. I'm not here to rant about that. I'm, I'm not here to rant about how language is, how uh, information is transferred, and we have to agree upon this, uh, the social convention of language in order to be accurate and clear and capture all the nuance of the human experience, so for the sake of our progeny. You know, we 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 are here today standing on the shoulders of giants, the giants who first started using language and using writing in order to uh, learn from each other's experiences. But I'm not here to rant about that. I'm here to rant about one particular uh, mistake when it comes to uh, the English language. And it really irritates me when somebody says intensive purposes. Perhaps you've heard somebody do this. Okay, now here's the example that I, I made up. I made up for this particular situation, and this is a uh, this is based back in my navy days. You know, right? And so uh, over here we got the X X ninety eight decryptor, and for all intensive purposes, it decodes all classified data coming from station A to our station. Trying to remain unclassified here, and so I would say someone like that, and it's like, oh, oh, for all intensive purposes, so. Is there another decryptor to handle lower priority circuit? Handle a lower priority circuit? And he's like, what? Yeah, is there there another, another device? Crypto device decryptor? He meant intents and purposes. Oh! Oh, you meant intents and purposes because intensive purposes is a completely different thing. You know, because I thought maybe, you know, this is you, you need to, you had a lower priority circuit. You had like an X74 instead of the X89 to handle the lower priority circuit. Why are you just being a smart ass? It's like, no, I'm not being a smart ass because, you know, things can get real confusing when you don't talk right, speak correctly, whatever. Intensive purposes. For all intensive purposes, Speak correctly. Anyway, here's just a free tip. I want to throw it out here to you guys because I, we've we've gotten so many arguments over this about me being a dick and a grammar Nazi and stuff like that. But here's what you do: if you if I start going down that road about like ranting about this, all you have to do is throw something that Jim might say to Dwight. He's like, "You cannot say you cannot say anything more until you multiply eight times sixteen in your head." All right, that'll lock me down. If, if you cannot say anything more, look EK's laughing his ass off because he's like, Oh, I'm gonna use this. <laughs> you can smoke your soft underbelly. Throw throw a math problem at me and it'll and say so you cannot say anything more until <laughs> you do this math problem in your head. 128. What? Eight times sixteen. Oh. not. <laughs> I, I, is it that is that right? <laughs> yes. Is eight eight times what did I do? Eight times sixteen? Oh, that's what I wrote. Eight times sixteen I trust you. You have a calculator over there? Okay. Easy. No, but I will. Anyway, that'll always stop me. That's it. A, it's a correct. Yeah. Did you do it in your head? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even bother. That's just something in my mind. Just, you, you speaking of the office, uh, you know how like Kevin's like, if, if he does math with donuts, if he can get the square root of how many donuts, but if it's how many salads he can't do it, that's very similar to me. <laughs> very similar to me. Anyway, holy cow, 618, how long have I been talking? Anyway, uh, so I'm gonna t- I want to tell this uh, story about the Navy because I've said some optimistic things, some nice things about the military and the Navy recently. Um, and, you know, this is, this is not so much, uh, this is about the, the Navy as a, the problems that a, a, a military would have and not so much a slight against the people who gave their lives for our nation. And so I want to talk about a guy named Alan Groshong. Alan Groshong uh, was a corpsman who served in Vietnam. Uh, he got a silver star for continuing to treat wounded in an intense firefight in Vietnam. And he, uh, he died there by doing his job. Honor, courage, and commitment. Alan Groshong, commitment. Alan Groshong uh, uh, had, a, had a barracks and named after him on Norfolk Naval Base. And a Norfolk Naval Base, Groshong Hall, was the first barracks I was assigned to. And so um, we lived on, on the very top floor, six floors high. And when the Blue Angels came to town, it's just everything rattled up there. It was like it was like living in San Francisco when the Blue Angels were in town. But that being said, we lived on the sixth floor, and I had three other roommates. Uh, I was not the uh, – please silence your cell phones. So there was three of us in that room. Is like I was not the most senior guy. We had a, a, a third-class petty officer above us the same rank that Alan Groshong had uh when he uh earned his silver star so um and I was just a seaman there's another seaman uh in the room as well and I'm going to tell you honestly we smoked in the room we smoked in the room okay that's on me that's our bad we weren't supposed to do that I understand but six floors down is a long way and those elevators always smelled like piss so here's the thing um I would, I would, this is, this is in Norfolk and I'm from FXBG Fredericksburg area. And so when I'd get leave or I get a couple of days off of Liberty, uh, I would tend to come up to Fredericksburg and party up here in Fredericksburg. And, um, then I'd go back and do my duty and so forth. And so, um, one, one, uh, Liberty period, I was away for uh, 72 hours. I think uh, I came back and there was a, this, uh, we had old, Actual metal keys to open the doors back at Groshong Hall. Uh, I come back and on my room door is a big hard plastic cover covering up the thing. So you can't unlock the door and get into the room. So I'm like, why am I locked out of my room? So I go around knocking on all these doors and I find that one of my roommates had just moved to another room because they had an uh, empty bed and uh, rack, an empty rack in one of the other rooms. And my other roommate went into um, uh, to another room where they had an empty rack. And so um they explained to me what happened. It's like, yeah, they came in when I was gone uh, for a room inspection. They've discovered them smoking in the room and they said, Well, we're locking you out of the room and you gotta you're gonna be disciplined for this. Um, I wasn't here for that, I wasn't there for any of that. You know, I come back, it's like I wasn't the one caught in the room. I'm talking to my command, it's like, why am I getting in trouble? I wasn't the one who was caught in the room. And they're like, Well, did you smoke in the room? Well, yeah, but I wasn't the one who was caught. You know, being a dumbass, being an honest dumbass like I am, you know, I I you know, I just, I told the truth. And so the punishment was, is that we had to go to like Open Bay, um, Open Bay Barracks for a month. Was it a month or it was like two weeks or a month? I can't remember. And so, um, <clears throat> uh, but the, uh, like I mentioned, the other roommates, they just moved to another room in Groshong Hall and they did it on the down low. And they said, yeah, they filled out the paperwork. and said, yeah, I'm staying at the Open Bay Barracks, blah, blah, blah. I actually went and stayed in the Open Bay Barracks. I took my punishment like a man, even though I wasn't there. And I didn't, I wasn't the one who was caught. I was also not the most senior man in the room. Not to, not to say that he should have gotten in more trouble or anything like that. No, he was, he was a friend. But what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I paid the price for this and I was the least culpable. I'm the one who paid the, the actual price. And I was the one who was least, least culpable. Those guys were sleeping with just two roommates. I was sleeping in an open bay barracks that had like 80 guys in there. And they were all troublemakers. They're all thieves junkies, drunks, uh, arrogant, (laughs) arrogant, narcissistic pricks that will fight in the middle of the night. I woke up to pew two guys fighting in the middle of the night. I went and stayed there. I actually slept there, you know? And so when all that was over, all that was said and done, all my disciplinary stuff went out the window. When they calmed down, they finally did like a, a final summary of everything. It's like, well, did you think you learned anything? And I said, this is what I learned. It's like, I'm not going to reenlist. I I had no intention of reenlisting, but the way you handled this is like, there is no way you could ever talk me into reenlisting. You could say, we're going to give you $800 million if you reenlist in the Navy. And I'd say, go shove it up your ass. I played by the rules and that's what it got me. All right. You guys let that shit go. It's like, you guys knew that those guys weren't actually staying in open bay barracks and you knew that I actually was so uh i think that's when i made my f the navy website (laughs) wasn't very patriotic back then but you know i was it was it was pre-september 11th pre-september 11th anyway i wanted to tell that story to say it's not all peaches and cream in the navy you know there's injustice out there there's injustice everywhere obviously but um i'm the kind of guy who I'll stand up for my principles. I'll stand up for my principles. And uh, when I see something like that happen, it just smells of corruption. And it's just like any large organization. The military is a large organization. And because of the laws of entropy, there's a a measured state of disorder in any system. The larger it is, the more entropy there is. I feel like it got that off my chest. I feel a little bit of catharsis. A little bit of catharsis there. So you ever hear of a space elevator? Oh, I was reading a a whole Wikipedia article about space space elevators this morning. And it's okay. It's okay that I looked on Wikipedia because there's not a whole lot of uh, political bias when it comes to space elevators. It's kind of pretty matter of fact. But a space elevator is basically exactly what it sounds like. It's a cable anchored to the Earth with a counterweight connected to a counterweight up in space and an elevator that moves up and down. Pretty simple idea, right? Anyway, and, but to be honest, it mostly appears in science fiction. It's not really something that uh, anyone's really working on so much. Yeah, they got a lot of engineers with plans and so forth. But I mean, eh, it's mostly in science fiction. And so what irritates me is I read this entire article is that nobody, nobody who is working on engineering a space elevator into orbit is not, is is working on the next logical step. Nobody is working on the next logical step, which is to make a water slide from the the orbit all the way down to the surface of the planet. That seems like the next logical steps when it comes to making a space elevator. What else are you making a space elevator for? It has to be a water slide, right? You know, God gave us these wonderful, wonderful brains where we can create all sorts of things. And and I would think that, you know, if you don't make a water slide, from orbit down to the surface of the earth. I think you're, you're it's like, like slapping God in the face. You know, it's, you're squandering your ability. So what's why even have all this intelligence if we're not making giant water slides or or wooden roller coasters on the moon? Well, could you imagine how awesome that would be? Expensive as hell, because you'd have to ship all the wood up there, obviously. Do you think you're going to ever end up growing trees on the moon? I don't think so. I think it's covered in ash dust anyway so i mean we gotta we gotta start working on this orbital water slide i mean wait wait a second hold on people all over the world going up the space elevator cramming into a tiny tiny little docking platform or launching platform for the water slide they're all wearing their bathing suits they're all carrying a big tube, inner tube. And could you you'd have to pump the water up from uh oh, from the planet? Oh man. You'd have to pump the water up from the planet. And even if you got it into orbit, we will the water flow downward? Would you have to throw it down downward, like get a ah, oh, this is starting to feel like a bad idea. But what do we name it? What do we name it? How about the orbital water slide? Nah, it's too basic. How about Musk's? musk's downfall i like that one or uh or rainfall no that's dumb you engineer nerds you engineer nerds so you start getting on top of building a water slide from orbit or or a moon a wooden roller coaster on the moon you get on top of one of those and i'll start working on the names how about seven seas orbital the great tree log flume great tree yagdrasil log flume how about that oh yeah yagdrasil log flume so we'll compromise. We'll, we'll do a log flume instead of a water slide. This seem, probably seems safer. The group flume. The, what? The group flume? I don't like that. That's dumb. He, EK, he rarely hits his something. But when he does, you know, you got to be able to catch it. You got to be able to jot it down. So you engineer nerds, you get on making me a water slide from orbit or a wooden roller coaster on the moon. That would be so awesome. So, hey, are you ready to get back to work? I bet you are. I bet you got jobs that need to be done. Everybody's up and running again, and you got stuff to do in the Charlotte Hall, Maryland area, don't you? Well, then look no fur- further than Royal Builders Custom Construction Company, Incorporated. Just search for them on BuzzFile.com or you can call them at 301 884 2699. For over 24 years, Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated has specialized in non-residential construction and residential construction. So if you have a job you need done and done well, give Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated a call at 301-884-2699. Or you could search for them on uh, buzzfile.com. And I'll also put a link in the podcast uh, description. So you could just click on that and go clicky-clicky and go and see our sponsor, Royal Builders Custom Construction Company Incorporated. Thank you for us for being our sponsor. Go over there, you uh talk to them, and be sure to tell them that Shock Monkey Radio sent you, so you know what that means. We did the ad. The ad's out of the way. It's about six thirty, so it's time to get into the news worth knowing. So I arranged, I arranged a bunch of stories for the news worth knowing as I usually do, and then a uh, breaking news about Ralph North, Ralph Northam's uh mask order came out and it totally harsh my mellow but luckily I have good friends here at FXBG public Radio that you know help me get through it help me go through the emotional roller coaster of being angry at the governor of my own state it's one thing it's one thing to yell and scream about Gretchen Whit- Whitmer uh, from from Virginia it's one thing to be be that but when it starts happening in my state my town sorry it's my town my rules. And so um, Ralph North had passed this order that, you know, people are going to have to start wearing masks everywhere they go. And um, I want to talk a little bit about civil disobedience and how important it is. All right. Because um, we took government classes, EK and I, we discussed uh, things that we learned in our government classes. And we have come to the conclusion that we learned that uh, laws are made through a legislative process. legislative process done by the legislature the executive branch can only like suggest or like talk to other legislators they could talk to legislators say hey maybe we need a law because you can't have people coming out and saying i decree that everyone must come to the state capitol and lick my balls all right and so um So in response to Ralph Northam's mask order, I said, Ralph Northam, you should come to my house and lick my balls. All right. Because I'm not going to play this stupid game anymore. We need to get up and running. We need to stop acting like a bunch of scared little children and go out and face the truth in in the world. All right. If you're at risk, stay home. For God's sakes. I understand that. You know, I, I'm on the lost in the long box just as I'm on this show. And you know, there's a guy who has a, He's an at-risk person. I don't want to put him on blast or anything. He's an at-risk at-risk person. And he's gonna, probably going to be uh, doing the, the remote call-in for a while. And I understand that. But you know what? I'm not an unhealthy person. And I, I don't care if I get it anyway. I don't even care if I die from it. You know? It'd probably make my uh, YouTube channel, like, shoot up. Nah, probably not. So, civil disobedience. I'm going to continue continue going out in public without a mask because i'm not a sheep and so this is what i like doing if somebody's going to get in my face start yelling at me trying to trying to dictate what i do dictate how i live my life i'm just going to either like bah, at them like sheep or just give them the old uh the old abortionist motto my body my choice And they're like, well, we can't let you in here. And it's like, you're all wearing masks. What are you scared of? Well, the mask is to protect other people. But if everyone's wearing masks, what the... Nobody's exposing anybody. When people need to be exposed. Oh, how'd you all fail at science and political science? Soft science, like political science. Failed at social studies. I know these things. Why why is this stuff in my head? Why do I know that legislators are the ones who make laws? Wow, did you see all that spit? It's like a Freddie Mercury video in here. Anyway, so that was just a quick little rant about that thing. Because it wasn't one of my um uh selected stories. Uh after I did the notes, that that news broke about Ralph Northam saying people everyone in Virginia is gonna have to wear a mask. And my only real response is to Ralph Northam is to suck it dry. Uh you are not. You are not the dictator of Virginia. You are not the Führer of Virginia. You are not the boss of me. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something like a little secret. Okay. There are 8 billion people on this planet. You cannot stifle this virus and make it die by getting everyone to do the same thing. You couldn't get every single person on this planet to jump at the same time just to see what would happen. Wouldn't that be awesome? You couldn't get every single toilet on this planet to flush even if we had enough people. We probably have more more toilets than people, right? Do you think we have more more toilets than people on this planet? I would hope so. I would hope so. But I mean, at the, let's just say everybody jump. So if everybody can jump at the same time of the 8 billion people on this planet, even those it's like, "Hey, we're going everyone's going to do this. We're going to raise money for to to feed all the hungry." Even if it's a cause everyone can get behind. 8 billion people on this earth, there's going to be some people who don't jump. Just like if you can't tell everybody to shelter in place, there's going to be some people who are going to go out. There are some people who are going to not wash their hands. There's some people who are going to be shouting at each other in grocery stores because they're assholes. So here's the thing. I lost the thing. I lost the point. I I was going somewhere, (laughs) and now I'm lost. Let's Let's go to the GPS. I'm done ranting. I want to talk about good things right now. So Dow jumps 529 points as stocks soar on reopening optimism. This is the right thing to do. Reopen. U.S. equity markets surged to their best levels in months as states continue to reopen and traders returned to the New York Stock Exchange for the first time since its closure on March 23rd to slow the spread of COVID-19. The Dow, Dow Jones Industrial Average reclaimed the 25,000 level before pulling back into the, uh, into the close and closing up. 530 points, or 2.17. Uh, percent The S&P 500 and Nasdaq Composite finished higher by 1.23% and 0.17%, respectively, uh, helping build on the major averages' advances last week of more than 3%. Financials got a boost after J- uh, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon Diamond made some optimistic comments about the economic economic recovery post COVID-19 and the health of his bank. At least five states uh, took steps to ease lockdowns on Tuesday, with Michigan allowing retail businesses to open by appointment and Arkansas letting freestanding bars unlock their doors. Meanwhile, about one quarter of traders uh, returned to the floor of the New York Stock Exchange after two months—so about one quarter of the traders in this kind of surge. Wow. After a two-month closure due to COVID-19, those um, those returning had to wear masks, avoid taking public transportation, practice social distancing, And we're divided by plexiglass. At least least they're working. Uh, Traders also had to sign a waiver limiting the exchange's COVID-19 liability. Uh, People are so litigious these days, right? Uh, Airlines soared as the number of travelers passing through Transportation Security Administration airport checkpoints hit 348,000 plus on Friday the highest since March 22nd, and Spain said it would be opening its borders to tourists beginning July 1st. Drug, drug maker Norvax begins dosing for its phase one clinical trial of its ex- experimental COVID 19 vaccine. Merck purchased priv- privately held Austrian vaccine maker Themis Bioscience and said it would uh, work with nonprofit IAVI to develop two separate COVID 19 vaccines. Elsewhere rental car company Hertz filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy late Friday has several weeks to reach a deal with creditors before having to fully liquidate its fleet Reuters reported reported citing people familiar with the matter Yeah so basically it's good that we're starting up the markets it's good that we're getting back to work it's good that money has value again cuz that's that's what money represents represents the production of we'll $1 worth of that's what $1 is it's $1 worth of Amer- of the American economy of the American labor and American products so good good for the economy I'm glad they're getting back up and running and you know despite a few setbacks from these like Nazis in Michigan and Nazis in in uh in Richmond <laughs> you must wear a mask at all times we are we are not going to die. We are not going to track and, you know, find out who is not wearing the mask. We will write their name down, find out where they live for one day, one day. So let's talk about the Michigan Fuhrer right now. Uh, Michigan Governor Whitner, Whitmer, half Whitmer, caught in a Memorial Day lockdown controversy over a husband's reported boat, boat request. I think this, this story is more funny that it is a uh, serious, you know? Uh, so, and I'm glad, I'm glad that even, you know, governor Gret- Gretchen Whitmer can uh, deal with some nonsense. That doesn't really mean that much. Uh, Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer faced backlash from Republican lawmakers after a reported request for, uh, from her husband to get the family's boat out out on the water before Memorial day weekend, far from their home in Lansing. Whitmer, a Democrat, famously has imposed one of the strictest lock, strictest, strictest lockdowns in the country, uh, sparking frequent protests. What's more, she told uh, people not not living in northern Michigan to stay away from vacation spots there during the holiday weekend. In Facebook posts no longer visible to the public, North Shore Dock LLC and its owner, Tad Docker, uh, focused on what Docker said was a request last week by Whitmer's Whitmer's husband, Mark Mallory. Her name's Whitmer. His name's Mallory. Is it, is that how it is in the Whitmer household? I say Whitmer household because it's clear she's wearing the pants and you should divorce that. She's not even good looking, man. She's weird looking. She looks like a fish anyway. So uh, I can't, I can't believe that he, she didn't take his name. The, The post caught attention of Republican state lawmakers who said the governor's family may not have wanted to follow guidance she's issued for the rest of the state. Rules for thee, but not for me. Quote, this morning, I was out working when the office called me and there was a gentleman on hold who wanted his boat in the water before the weekend. Docker posted uh, the Detroit News reported. Quote, being Memorial Memorial Day weekend and the fact that we started working three weeks late means that there's no chance this is going to happen. He continued. He continued. Uh, Our office personnel had explained to the man and he replied, I am the husband of the I am the husband to the governor. Will that make will that make a difference? (laughs) The docking company later noted that Mallory uh, respectfully accepted that the accommodation would not be possible. Whitmer spokesperson spokeswoman Tiffany Brown refused to comment specifically on the matter, saying the administration uh, wouldn't address every rumor that is spread online. I think she came out with a statement since then. I can't. I think I remember reading something about that. Uh, she said in a statement, our practice is not discuss the governor's governors or her family's personal's calendar and schedules. <laughs> oh, that's clever. And we're not going to make it a practice of addressing every rumor that is spread online. There's a lot of wild misinformation lead, uh, spreading online, attacking the governor and her family. And the threats of violence against her personally are downright dangerous. Okay, slow down. Pump your brakes, lady. All right, last Monday... Whitmer announced restrictions would be lifted for some regions in northern Michigan, but urged those who didn't live in the region to stay away. If you don't live in these regions, think long and hard before you take a trip into them, she said. A small spike could put the hospital system in dire straits pretty quickly. That's precisely why we're asking everyone to continue doing their part. Don't descend on water waterfront uh, traverse city from all regions of the state. The vacation pro- property Whitmer and her husband have owned is about 25 minutes from Traverse City, according to the Detroit News. But the family permanently resides in Lansing, over 150 miles away. State Senator Tom Barrett, Republican Char- uh, from Charlotte, said Whitmer had urged Michigan residents not to descend on the city. Quote, yet, what did her family try and do? <laughs> Barrett said. Uh, quote, in the Army, we have a tradition that the leaders get in line for their child behind everyone else in the unit, he continued. Here is the leader of our state. Her family is out trying to cut <laughs> trying to cut people in line. <laughs> that's true by the way about the army i've heard a lot about that that's that's kind of like the responsibility of leadership or the burden of leadership so your, your men come before you i think it's kind of a good practice okay so after rising to fame it's like nobody gave a shit about her until she went crazy when all Nazi in Michigan after rising to fame over her stringent coronavirus policy, Whitmer, Whitmer confirmed last week that she had been in talks with the Biden campaign about a potential vice presidential candidate pick. <clears throat> yeah. Good luck with that. Uh, the governor attracted the attention of president Trump, when she criticized the federal government's response to the pandemic. Well, everyone else was doing it at the time. Quote. I love Michigan. One of the reasons we're doing such a great job for them during this horrible, horrible pandemic. Uh, yet your governor, Greg, Gretchen Half Whitmer is in way over her head. She doesn't doesn't have a clue. She likes blaming everyone for her own ineptitude. Trump tweeted after the, her comments. So, uh, yeah, Michigan. I'm I'm sorry if you live in Michigan. I'm sorry, but uh, I I feel I feel your pain because uh I'm here. It's like I didn't elect uh, Ralph Northam. It was the Democrats who elected him. It wasn't me, but I mean, you got to live, you got to live with the consequences of the election. I and mean, that's just, that's just the uh, the hard pill you got to swallow. You don't want to be like that girl who gets, oh, she's been so, so memed. The girl who's screaming at uh, Trump's inaugura- inauguration, you know her, you know exactly who I'm talking about. The girl with the glasses, the blonde hair, her name's probably Karen and she's screaming. No, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, don't you? You don't want to be like that. You know, you got to suck it up, buttercup. You got to, you got to move on with your life. Ralph Northam's a governor. He wants to take away our guns. He wants to dress up in blackface or even as a Klan guy. I don't, I don't care. But here's the thing. It's like the law that I know here in uh, Virginia is that, you know, it's illegal to wear a mask in public. I think that they came up with that law uh, to stop the KKK. So, um, but, you know, Ralph Northam is just a governor. He doesn't make the laws. And Governor Whitmer, half Whitmer, what's her name? Half Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, (laughs) she is not a dictator either. She is an executive, she is just a governor. You don't get to make the laws. Sorry. So all the protests and dislike and uh, threats are never good, but all that stuff is your fault, lady. You are the queen of the Karens. And you know what? We're sick of it. Americans are sick of the Karens. They're sick of the schoolmarm scolding that you get from these over-entitled princess bitches. Anyway, let's talk about the wonderful people of Staten Island. New York breeds the highest quality assholes. Okay, so um, a video shows a mob braiding a woman without coronavirus mask at a Staten Island supermarket. Okay, so a viral video shot at a supermarket in Staten Island uh, in New York City shows a mob of angry shoppers in a coronavirus masks cursing a woman without one. A woman posted the 22-second clip on Facebook Saturday, and by Monday afternoon it had been viewed over 329,000 times. The Staten Island uh, Advance reported on Tuesday. Quote, get the F out of here, man is heard yelling in the video. Get out, screams another woman pointing towards the exit. A paper reported that a woman who posted the video captioned it What happens in Staten Island when you don't wear a mask in ShopRite? Her friend shot it and sent it to her, she said. ShopRite spokesman Daniel Emmer told the advance the incident happened two weeks ago. Quote, we have found that the overwhelming majority of our customers follow CDC guidelines and executive orders to wear face coverings in our stores as a way to protect themselves and others, Emmer said. There are, however, exceptions to wearing a face mask covering for health reasons, including conditions that may not be readily apparent to others. Like sanity. Uh, in April, a Family Dollar security guard in Flint, Michigan, was shot and killed after protesters said the customer objected to being told that she and her daughter needed to wear a mask in the store. The daughter wasn't wearing one, they said. You know, go look, go look for this video. I wish I, we could have pulled this to show it to you, but I mean, most of your free freeloaders anyway. You don't haven't gone to Patreon.com to see the video anyway, so screw you. You gotta go to Patreon.com/slash/ShockMonkeyRadio, and then maybe. Maybe if I get a few hundred more patrons, you know, maybe we'll put, put video clips on you so we can show you this clip and discuss it. But no, no, you're a bunch of freeloading assholes. You want the socialism. You want to yell at people who aren't wearing a mask. You're sheep. And you know what? This this thing about the, a mob, you know, it's like people are have been dying to get in a mob. I don't know what it is about people, but they love mobs. I don't know what it is. I don't know why like every... Yeah, you know, horror movie has to ends up ends up with a mob with <laughs> pitchforks and stuff like that. You know, people when they get together they do incredibly stupid things. Large numbers of people together do incredibly stupid things, and that's why God is judging the people of New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not being, I'm not seriously, not serious. That's just a joke. I love you, New York. Let's talk about another asshole in New York. This is another Karen. A woman was placed on leave from work after a viral Central Park video. I don't know if you've seen this, but this is. Yeah, she's been fired? Okay. See, see, a little behind on all these stories, a little bit. Uh, The investment company that employs a, uh, a white woman who went viral after calling the cops on a black man at Central Park on Monday has placed her, has fired her, apparently. Uh, quote, we take these matters very seriously and we do not condone racism of any kind, read a statement from Franklin Templeton. So this person, Melody Cooper, um, she was apparently had her dog off the leash. Yeah, I'll, I'll just read the article instead of trying to explain it. Quote, we are in the process of investigating blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the woman in the video was identified in reports as Amy Cooper. A screenshot of her LinkedIn account was shared to on Twitter and identified, identified her as the head of insurance, investment and solutions at Franklin Templeton. Cooper later apologized for the incident in a phone interview with NBC New York. I sincerely, humbly apologize. And anyway, yeah, the article doesn't even tell what, what happened in the video. Anyway, so this is what happened in the video. Um, uh, she was out in Central Park and she had her dog off the leash. Now, this uh, b- black guy—apparently he's black—you can't tell from the video. Um, uh, he's out looking at birds. I guess some people do that. And so he's out looking at birds, and he notices that the um. He notices that her dog is not on a leash. Now, if you watch this video, I'm more concerned about the dog than the guy at this point. Because in that video, um, she is really manhandling that dog. And he, they had this confrontation where he said, you know, your dog needs to be leashed in the park. And yeah, that is the law. Your dog should be on a leash in the park. Um, but, you know, this Karen starts freaking out. and But the whole time, she's got this dog by the collar, right? And the dog's just trying to, you know, get in when she's, like, really, like, pulling on it and. Mm, it's awful it's awful and so um the whole time and what'd she say she said i'm gonna call the cops and tell them an african-american man is threatening me in the park and it's like wow they're like casual racism is casual you know (laughs) what the hell and so uh she actually in the video she actually calls the police and said there's a black man uh threatening me and my dog you know while the whole time she's manhandling her poor poor dog you know and i you know i bet this woman i think ben shapiro said it best i was just like i think she she's she probably thinks of herself as a good up western uh, upper west side liberal <laughs> and you know what you're right but you know the real thing is is that you know you're a horrible person the dog you know was taken away too, by the, way. the dog was taken away excellent that's even better news the dog was taken away from this horrible person oh that makes me feel better i i mean a dude being yelled at by a karen that's yeah i'm a dude i've been yelled at by a karen before it, it's It's not as bad as choking your dog or like wrestling him on the ground. Like, like she was in that video. That was what irritated me. Uh, Also the racism was awful, obviously, but I think the dog is more of a priority in that video. That being said, you know, it's interesting because it's, um, she, she probably thinks of herself as a non-racist person, but the issue is, is that is, uh, you may not be racist. Okay. You may not be racist. But you're a bitch, and so when you do, like when you start being a bitch, then it, it's all—it's no holds barred. You know, you'll you'll use racism to your your advantage. You know, you'll use sex—use sexism, sexism to your advantage—to uh, try to win the argument. Oh, you're just a man. You know, oh, it's a black man—that means violence. And that means those cops are going to come here because cops are such evil killer. They're going to kill you because you're because of your black skin. And it's like, holy cow, you keep bringing this stuff up, and it's like you have any idea how stupid you sound. You want to you you know? I, let me back up for just one second because I don't think she should have been fired. All right, I don't think that people should be be fired like that. I think you should be publicly humili- publicly humiliated, like on a random podcast and everywhere on, on the internet. Absolutely, but I don't think you should lose your job. You know, a reprimand, sure. I don't think you should be fired though. Yeah, yeah, it was racist. I don't think you should be fired. Anyway, the point is, is that you know it's not so much that it's racism or the reason why it got to that point. The reason why it got to racism is because she was upset that a guy pointed out uh, that she needs to have her dog on a leash, and she just can't let that go. She's just one of those Karen's that can't let that go that somebody else had to correct her. It's like I'm a powerful white woman in New York City. On my own, nobody's gonna tell me what to do. So you go about telling people what to do. Petulant children. Petulant children. Holy cow. This is not good. Huge locust swarms hit India, East Africa amid the coronavirus pandemic. Every all you gotta do to write a sentence in journalism these days. It's just write half a sentence and then end it with amid coronavirus pandemic. Me have poo amid coronavirus pandemic full sentence. Automatically, you could talk like a caveman, end it with a coronavirus pandemic. Boom. Full sentence. Lazy, lazy writing. All right. Let's talk about this biblical plague. Uh, t- the, the second one, um, as the world attempts to contain the coronavirus pandemic, India, Pakistan and a number of countries in East Africa are also battling invasions of desert locusts. The Times of India reports that vast swarms of desert locusts have attacked crops in several Indian states posing a major threat to food supplies. The swarms cover over 50,000 hectares 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know what that is. Is it like the the distance from your elbow to your the tip of your finger? Yeah. Or is it the distance from your tip of your finger with the arm that stretched your nose? Is that a hectare? What's an acre? Is that hundred by hundred. No, it's when you get kicked in the balls. <laughs> the um any 50,000 hectare, that's a, that's a lot of land, basically, according to the BBC. Neighboring Pakistan declared a national emergency as a result of the locust swarms earlier this year. I think we, we covered that when it happened earlier this year. Uh, the Pakistani newspaper Dawn reports, quote, Spring breeding continues in southern Iran and southwest Pakistan, where control operations are in progress against hopper groups and bands, as well as increasing numbers of adult groups, explains the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations on its website. They continue to say, as vegetation dries out, more groups and swarms will form and move from these areas to summer breeding areas along both sides of the Indo-Pakistan border as several waves from now until at least early July. Ugh. A new and larger generation of locusts, numbering in the billions, is also on the move in East Africa, where some countries haven't seen such an outbreak in 70 years. Yeah, locusts. Uh, climate change has been uh partly blamed for the outbreak Eh. time is cyclical doesn't matter um quote the current situation remains extremely alarming in east africa where kenya and ethiopia and somalia continue to face uh an unprecedented threat to food security and livelihoods explains the fao of the united nations uh new swarms from current breeding will form uh, from mid-june onwards coinciding with the start of the harvest oh this is so bad this is not good the added threat of COVID-19 imperils the region already uh, was home to about 20 percent of the world's population of food insecure people, including millions in Sudan and uh, South Sudan and Somalia. Yemen and nearby Arabian Peninsula is also threatened, and United Nations officials warned that if locusts are not brought under control there, the conflict hit count, uh, country will remain a reservoir for further investigation infestations in the region. Lockdowns opposed for the COVID-19 pandemic have slowed the efforts to combat the locusts, especially imports of the pesticides needed for aerial spraying that is called the only effective control. The FAO reports that the desert locust situation in West Africa is currently calm, although, although this could change. Quote, there is a risk that a few swarms from spring breeding areas in Arabia and East Africa, Kenya and Ethiopia, uh, could reach the eastern part of the Sale region in uh, eastern Chad starting from early June until they, if they migrate before the summer rains commence. Uh, with current threat conditions low, the, while the current threat remains low, it could change significantly in the coming weeks based upon rainfall winds and the locust situation in Arabia and East Africa. As of, uh, no, no, okay, let's talk about coronavirus. But here's the thing, is like uh, these, <sighs> the swarms of locusts it's always a bad thing. I mean, the coronavirus is, is pretty bad. It's pretty bad, but it's not as bad as sw- swarms of billions of locusts eating all the crops and people who are already, uh, not eating much as it is. So, uh, I just hope that richer nations like ourselves, like the United States, uh, can take the time, uh, admits this terrifying coronavirus pandemic to help out countries like, you know, Ethiopia, you know, these, these countries that have tons of people who don't eat a lot as it is And, you know, are going to need food now that all these locusts are coming out and like tearing out the crops. You know, I don't want people to starve. I'm not some sort of monster. Uh, I'm a little bit of a monster, but I'm not that kind of monster. And so I I just hope that we can do something to help countries that are in serious turmoil like Hong Kong. Kind of makes me wonder. It's like, do you think that China releases coronavirus to distract the worlds while they lock down Hong Kong? All those people were protesting. It was gaining traction in the U.S. media. And then all of a sudden, COVID-19. It's all COVID all the time. Now they're quietly shutting up and people in Hong Kong. Changing the laws. Changing, law. Changing the laws in Hong Kong. They made a deal. They made a deal. They're not honoring that deal. Don't trust China. China, asshole. Okay, we got one more story left. I want to touch on it real quick because these dumbasses, they had no idea what they were doing. Basically, these uh, three bro- brothers um, allowed a black widow to sting them uh, because they were believing they would turn into Spider-Man. All right, so I'm going to make a long story short say these boys survived. They're all right. Their mother was smart enough to get them to the hospital and got them treatment right away, but these guys are so frigging stupid. It wasn't radioactive. You missed a step. It's an honest mistake i've made it myself i understand you have no no idea how many spiders i've put in the microwave they all pop anyway it's seven o'clock i gotta end the show i ranted a little bit i let you i gave it a little a little bit of both barrels but hey this is the end of the show. Be sure to check go over to Patreon.com slash shockmonkey radio. Get become a patron. Get access to all of our video content. Uh check us out on YouTube if you're broke and you're a freeloader. And you know, go ahead. Go check us out on YouTube. Sh- like, share, and subscribe. Share it to w- share it with your friends and so forth. Uh listen to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about it. There's a way to become an advertiser here on Shock Monkey Radio at patreon.com slash shock radio. Um, yeah, that's the end of the show. I'm the madman, and I love you.